Welcome to the Bliss Broker Podcast, a place to come and dive into the lives of people who've lived life's biggest moments and experiences, good and bad. Join us here every week as we focus on human interest pieces from all over the world. Tune in to get inspired, think outside the box, and find your bliss. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bliss Broker. I'm so excited. I am here with Amy Davis, and she's got some cool things going on. We connected on a group called Tea with Stee. It's a networking group that I was connected with through a podcasting accountability group. And if you believe in the woo and synchronicity, you will probably get this whole story of how we came together, like birds of a feather flock together, they say. And so I've been watching Amy Davis and everything that she's doing in the world. She's so passionate and she shows up for herself and for the world every day. So I thought, you know what, as the bliss broker, I've got to have her come on the show. So welcome, Amy. Hello, you okay? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. There's so much I wanted to ask you about, so I had to look up where you were. You're in Stoke-on-Trent? Is that, yes, is that... I am. Home of the potteries, uh, or oh. it's, so it used to be. <laughs> it, uh, you're like in the middle of the country, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. We're, we're classed as the Midlands, but I don't know. Yeah, we're just like a teeny-weeny little dot of the whole, yeah, UK. So, yeah. I <laughs> love it. Maybe. <laughs> well, when you were going to be on, I wanted to see where you were in the world. And so I looked it up and um, found that you work at that cool little coffee shop. And uh-huh. it just looks <laughs> yes, like I a do. cute little community. So I, first of all, just introduce yourself. Give a little snapshot to my listeners about who you are, what you do, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, so basically, I um, call myself a embroidery, but I also look into uh, the idea of sustainability and how embroidery can be used as a way to mend your own clothes, as a way to keep them out uh, out of landfill, basically. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to push at the moment. But um, my background's in embroidery. So obviously, I've gone back to traditional roots, but I also um, create sculptures out of like... Um, found materials, bits and pieces which people would usually overlook as a way to keep them out about landfill. So yeah, there's two elements really. That's so exciting. Now what, this is what inspires me is because you seem young, you have an old spirit about you, but you seem young. And so what made you so passionate about this? I'm so curious to know what happened in your life to trigger this along. Um, so yeah, basically it was the idea that um, within my third year of university, I um, just decided and I was just interested in the way that I could incorporate embroidery I suppose within it so it was taking yeah three dimensional materials um, and wires to create something to do. So you went to college I noticed that you graduated 2013? Uh, Yeah 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 it was a busy time. (laughs) And what was that what's the you says you have a BA in embroidery I didn't know that was something you could even get. Yeah, so yeah, a degree in embroidery. So in the first and second year, it was more about like finding a way that you could use embroidery um, and yeah, just um, being educated about the different techniques and things. And then you kind of, in your third year, start to incorporate and define embroidery in your own right sort of thing, if that makes sense. That's amazing. I didn't (laughs) know that was something you could go to college for. Yeah. So I noticed... You've made a connection now with this company that I went and perused their website this morning because your piece that you presented sold out, I saw. Was it just one piece that you presented to them? 
Oh, so is this the jacket that we're on about? Because yes. obviously, yeah, yeah. So the jacket um, is a part of this uh, platform called Revive, and um, it's basically they're um, having uh, different artists use their own skills and their approaches as a way to create a masterpiece, I suppose, from vintage clothing. And yeah, mine, I started uh, my way of interpreting with all this or trying to put things together as I wanted to to create a impact in the world it was to use my embroidery skills so yeah I mean it's so cool because you're combining art with basically being environmentally friendly yeah that idea of because a lot of I find the fashion industry it's very it has to be just so it's all about perfection and Really, for me, it's not about that. I like the idea that not everything's perfect. So when I started to do this collaboration with Revive, it was more about me putting my embroidery skills to use, but not in a perfect way. It was more about my own ideas, I suppose. Not everything's got to be perfect. It's the way that I can express myself visually. If that makes yeah, sense. It does. It makes total sense. And I was looking through at some of the other things they had on the website and their beautiful masks that they're making. Yeah, they, there's like all different things that they so like there's vintage clothes, there's masks on there, there's yeah, a lot of different things. But it's to do with like the vintage and yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, it's so <laughs> neat and it's just it's a good way to inspire people. It's bigger than fashion, right? It's bigger than if you're talking about focusing on the imperfections. Mm-hmm. that's a life lesson for people to do personally too beyond yeah. their clothes right yeah. and so mm-hmm. it's just such a beautiful thing and I, I wonder it's I'm inspired by you because I didn't really get my shit together until you know the last five or ten years really mm-hmm. in the last two years and I'm gonna be 45 soon so when I see people who are young and have a good head on their shoulders and they're fighting for their 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 dreams and their passions and they're going after it with a vengeance. I'm so inspired by what keeps you going. What's how does that sustain? Like in you every day, when you think about getting up out of bed, what drives you to just like jump and go after your dreams so passionately as opposed to floundering around and playing on Facebook. And, you know, I'm sure you do that too, but what makes you so driven? Um, I think, well, at the moment, I feel that like, obviously if, one person's not going to go out there to kind of help the impact that like for example the fashion industry how their impact what impact has on the world then nobody's going to do it but I suppose if you've got a passion for it and you can put it out there on a bigger platform something much bigger than you to promote your ideas other people touch wood will hopefully jump on board with it because then it becomes a movement and yeah it's not about just you can have all the ideas that you want in the world but if there isn't a community out there which will support it then change isn't going to happen and so have you seen a lot of people being following you that are just being inspired yeah. by you oh really give yeah. me some examples mm-hmm. I love that well over the last few weeks, um, I've just had like um, different people who I've just been getting in touch with. They've been getting in touch with me, and just yeah, all sorts of people. And it's so nice how how they're using embroidery as a way to mend their own clothes. Because I'm doing this thing called Men Not Trend on Instagram, just using a hashtag as a way to educate and inspire others to use uh, embroidery mending within their own stuff. Because if you think about it, every day 
somebody is going to throw something away, which really could be repurposed or mended so that it doesn't end up there. And yeah, it's just been so great to see like other people using like, I really like Japanese um, embroidery and the idea of shishiko, which is, it just looks like um, little, they cut, I think they cut, say, little stabs. So it's basically teeny tiny embroidery bits. And like, you, you use that as a way to patch up old clothes and that's why I've kind of gone into looking at jackets and workwear I think because something like things like that are usually the things that you'd see being patched up and I think in a way it become it, it, it is trendy but for me it's not about that it's more about mending it in order to keep it away from landfill but yeah there's been so many different people like getting in touch and then got like a lot of people doing like um flowery motifs and yeah um just all these different things and you you wouldn't probably use embroidery in that way yourself but it's so nice to see how other people respond to it yeah and see this is why this applies to the bliss broker in the show because it's it's bigger than the embroidery what i see (laughs) in you is you're giving people the courage because we are very much a monkey see monkey do society yeah we (laughs) Sometimes we might feel like we want to do something and we look around and nobody's doing it and we get fearful that we're going to be judged or made fun of so we don't do it. And so the the people in the world that do stand up and go against the grain of typical societal norms are fascinating to me because they... They make other people feel like it's okay. And so you're turning, you know, mended clothing, which I've seen some of your stitching online. It's beautiful. It's one of a kind, obviously. But there's a lot of people that would be scared to wear something like that for fear of being made fun of or, you know, because everybody's not wearing it or whatever. And so to me, that's why I wanted you on because it's bigger than fashion. It's, it is fashion and it's all of that. And it's environmentally friendly and conscious and all of that. But it's, you're trend setting ironically <laughs> yeah it's weird because the actual hashtag that I use is it men not trend because like yeah it's more about mending rather than the trend but in a way it does become a trend if it wants to be but yeah it's more about the mending rather than the trend and if the trend comes second that's great but it's more for me about the mending but yeah it's a it's a bit of a weird one but yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down because I want to make sure that I put this in the show notes so people can go and find you after this but so when it comes to the accountability, this is where I met you. For you guys listening, I am a part of an accountability group online. Stephen was in my, or still is in my podcasting accountability group. That's how I met Stephen. The guy who created my accountability group, Mark Jeffrey, reached out to Stephen. Stephen was interviewed by Mark. He asked Stephen if he wanted to be in our podcasting all-stars accountability group to keep us honest and keep us moving forward and all of those things. Stephen said yes. So that's how I became friends with Steven and then connected with Steven online. And of course he's so awesome. As you well know, anything he's doing, I want to be a part of it. He's created such a beautiful, just group of people that are rubbing elbows that are making shit happen, that are uh, engaging and supportive. And I mean, I get more support in that group than I do with people that I know in my life, (laughs) you know, personal friends of mine. So how did you connect with Steven? Um, Wow. To be honest, um, I remember ages and ages and ages ago when I first got Instagram, and I think we were following each other. 
and I never thought anything of it and do you know when it's just like one of those things you've got people on your accounts and that but don't really think about it but then um, I think it was during the whole lockdown phase you started to put things out there and I was like actually and then I just started to find out a bit more about it because for me like it's great to kind of being able to make all this interesting stuff or whatever but the way you market yourself or put yourself across to people that is like a main key and if you don't have that then what's the point in making all this great stuff or you know what I mean so it's so true and so then you connected with him the reason why I bring this up for the listeners is because I'm trying to impress upon people who follow me the importance of accountability because for so long I was very prideful and didn't want to ask for help. I figured I can find out by myself. I don't need help. I've got this. You know, I'm an only child. Uh, Usually um, the leader somewhat older than my peer group. And so people would come to me for help and I loved it, but I would never seek help outside of myself. And so in life with everything that's going on and you start to grow and evolve and quarantine happened and all of a sudden you're like stuck in the house, you've got to, you're forced to slow down. I realized, okay, I need to have a community because I can't go out at all anymore. I I need to build a community of people that can, that are like-minded, that get the whole idea of entrepreneurship and branding and marketing ourselves and documenting our journey of our passions and all those things. And so, of course, being on his page, he is so awesome at that accountability thing, helping us show up. And that, that is bigger than just helping somebody show up for a business. Mm. I wanted you to talk a little bit to the people about accountability and what you've, how you've gained the courage or the insight to go out and, and push your beautiful Alu artist branding and your message with the support of accountability. How empowering has that been for you? Yeah. So obviously when I finished university, university, it was great to gain the skills, but in terms of like the business side, it wasn't great for me personally. So I was like, well, um, during third year it was really stressful as enough as it was anyway so I thought well I just kind of had to have that focus so um, I decided to get a studio and things like that and then I was like actually this is quite interesting here because the people that who were met there were quite like-minded because obviously they were trying to pursue their own dreams within the artistic community so I could kind of really feed off them because they were so inspired and interested within their own work and things. You kind of get inspired by it yourself. And obviously, when there's um, a lot of people in the, in the studios, you can kind of help each other. Um, so, yeah, I think it's so important, that accountability, because you can have all the ideas that you want um, and think that they'll go somewhere. But sometimes I feel that it's great to have someone else's perspective or it, and so you can then see it in diff- your work in a different light and think about things which you wouldn't necessarily have thought of if you were just doing stuff on your own. Absolutely. I love that. That's the one thing. There's that fine line about somebody's opinion about your work or how they receive your work and your dreams and things that things like mm-hmm. that. There's that fine balance of take it with a grain of salt because you don't want to feed into what they're saying 100%, but also it's validating. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is something that I did not put enough emphasis on prior. So the way we put ourselves out there it can be very scary. And, yeah. and so communicating with the people that are listening, because part of my branding is giving people the 
courage to have an awareness around that creative inside of them, that warrior inside of them, that powerful human being inside of them with a unique story, giving them the courage and the awareness to know that they can speak up too, but it is very scary for people. So if you had a piece of advice to communicate to the listeners right now, how to grow that, that courage muscle to be able to show up and share your message, regardless of what that message is or what that product or service is. What, what kind of advice would you give somebody there? Just, just do it. Just like <laughs> go out like it. If, if it is that like you've never done a video before or just try because at the end of the day, what can go wrong? If people don't like what they're hearing, you're obviously not getting out there to the right sorts of people. But obviously that takes time. For me, when I was at university, I thought there was nobody that would understand the whole concept between, because I create sculpture, but I also deal with like embroidery and people probably see the commercial side of it. And I was thinking, how do I put these things together? But it's only over time you start to kind of put these things together it won't happen overnight. Nothing happen, it happens overnight. So you just got to take time. Just keep showing up, like you say. Just keep showing up every day. Keep working on your what you are about every day. And down the line, things narrow out and you start to edit the things that aren't of importance and replacing them with things that are even more inspiring. And, yeah, you just run and like through and just keep working at it. And then hopefully you'll get where you want to be because... If you've got the passion for it, then nobody can take that away from you. Yeah, it is so true. Like if it's something that keeps rearing its ugly head in you and it's driving you to talk about <laughs> it. I mean, I tell people too, like do videos at home on your own. Like mm. don't even upload it. Just do them. Yeah. Just, because I mean, building, a, even podcasting, like it, it would be painful for me to go back and listen to some of my earlier podcasts because I didn't understand the dynamic of being a podcaster, the sound quality I mean, mm -hmm. half the time I was recording on my phone while I was driving down the road and I would upload that and I won't ever take it off yeah. the internet. It's out there for people to listen to, but that is a good piece of advice to know that it's going to take baby steps. It's going to be awkward yeah. and it's going to feel scary and you're going to be trembling probably with anxiety about what, how somebody's going to judge you or perceive you. But I think that there's something that this is what I love about your videos. They're just real. They're just you getting on there and speaking from the heart. They're not scripted. It, there's there's no real emphasis on your other than on anything crazy other than your intention to share that message. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you've made an impact on me in a big way, just seeing how you show up every day and it's, it's inspiring. And so that's another thing that was inspiring about what you did. And I was telling the girls in my accountability group about that, that band that you had come on and communicate with you was, that was such a cool because I know you're big into music. I love it, yeah. And that's, I think that's another thing. I listened to a band, um, it's not the same band, but um, basically when I was in university and I was finding everything a stress and, so, and stuff, music is something that I always go to. Now, obviously, the, this one particular band that I always listen to, I always go see them, American band um, called The Main. And, um, yeah, they are just, um, I suppose, do you know when Steve talks about heart brand and, like, giving to the community because they feel they have a passion for what they believe in? That, from just, I don't know, I think it's because I relate to them so much. That is why, because they're, everything that they say or they do or put forward to everybody, their community, it's part of this whole heart brand. So as as time's gone on, I've been getting in touch with, um, like, or connecting with other 
um, musicians and things like that. And then obviously, like where I did that video with Stuck on Planet Earth, that's the sort of same thing because I can connect and resonate with them. It's yeah. I thought, well, why not like pay it forward? If I, their music's helping me, why not pay it forward to put them in one of my videos? Because who doesn't want to listen to cool bands? That's what I think. So yeah, I mean, that was like <laughs> aw- such an awesome idea. Not to mention you made a connection, and very clearly they're using their heart brand too because they showed up for you. So yeah. how did? So just as a backstory, you guys. Amy loves this band. They've obviously made an impact on her. What's the name of them again? So um, my, the, one of the main bands that I listen to is called The Main, but the one that I did video about was called Stuck on Planet Earth. And they were releasing at the time a new album. So I thought what a way to pay it forward to have them and introduce them within one of my videos because I haven't started podcast yet and I don't know the ins and outs of that. So this was my way of like connecting with other people. <laughs> it was so, it was so, I haven't seen anybody do that before. And I thought, Ooh. I was like, maybe I'm onto something. <laughs> you were, I was like, that takes some real, excuse the term balls for somebody to reach out to somebody they look up to and so how did you do so you guys just to say she she said this band means a lot to her as music in general but stuck on planet earth which clearly i went and looked them up that day you posted that video they've got great music they're very popular i didn't know anything about them so they have a new fan now because of you but i just i was watching my insta stories her little igtv blip came up on her insta stories about this band And she had them come on and communicate. They were both supporting each other in this really cool way. And I'm like, how in the hell did Amy get this band that's touring like mad or, you know, would be touring like mad, but they're very popular. They've gotten on now and sent her a little blip. And now they're a part of her IGTV. Like I thought that is phenomenal. (laughs) So tell a little bit, how did you do that? What made you think of it, first of all? And secondly, how did you get them? How did you reach out to them? What did you say to them to get them to come on your video? So, yeah, so basically it was a case of first first off, I couldn't, I don't know how to do podcasts. So I was like, well, because I'm doing video, is there any way that maybe I could put one video and another together so like it becomes one video? So then the next step was I was thinking, well, I know this particular band, they've got a like a album coming up and it's been really nice that people like that are supporting me through my pages, it, well, through my Instagram. Just like, just simple likes and things. It really means a lot that people can actually do that. So I was like, hmm. How do I pay it forward? So then it was basically just a little thing to say, oh, I'm doing a thing called, because it's the thing that is like, I suppose, a feature called In The Loop, trying to connect it with the embroidery themes again, but kind of making it in connection with the music side of things. So I'm thinking every now and then when I have something that I'm really interested or inspired by, I could do this little feature thing called In The Loop. So I thought, if their album's coming out, what better way to pay it forward and help them out as soon as they've helped me out so um, yeah just decided to get in touch and I was like oh I'm thinking of doing this in the loop blah blah blah, blah. it just and um, yeah they got back in touch which I was thinking nobody's going to get back in touch with me but it was just being open and honest about what I was doing and I thought well like including the video I mean that was just <laughs> were you shocked when they got back to you yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like okay that's that's really cool but then now I'm thinking 
I wonder if other people would be interested in doing it because, like, they can just do a little video themselves and just send it over. So it doesn't have to, it, it, it was a few, it was like a minute or so. It wasn't like really long, but it just got the point across. And basically, to because I'm inspired by them, there'll be other people out there that'll be able to resonate with them. So I'm thinking, well, why not use my platform as a way to showcase their stuff too? Because at the moment, it's a difficult, I don't know, this whole coronavirus thing, it's a difficult situation to be in. And if you can support someone else along your journey, then it's that's great, isn't it, really? That's why you're in my, <laughs> my ecosystem, because you're one of those people who goes out into the world and you're not just take, take, take. You... You are giving back in a big way through your embroidery, through your education, through showing up and sharing information. And it's just inspiring to me because there's not, you don't see that a lot. And if it's going on, you actually have to seek it. It's not something that's in yeah. mainstream. It's not coming up a lot on Facebook. The news doesn't talk about all the happy, beautiful things that the world is doing. No, and no, so no. I feel like it's important for me to, to share people from all walks of life and give them a voice to share what drives them, what excites them. Because, you know, somebody might be hearing your story about embroidery and go, embroidery? She went to university for embroidery? And then get yeah. on your profile and look at all the cool things they're doing. And they met, this just might spark an inspiration for them to start doing the same for sustainability, for, you know, helping our planet, for their own fashion yeah. sense. And you just don't know how it's going to change somebody's life. I think it's yeah. so awesome. Well, I think that's the thing. Um, a lot of people, obviously, that are looking into sustainability, it's like, it's this, it's this, it's this, and it's got to be. But for me, it's not everyone's perfect, and I get that completely. Um, it's not, like, I, there's, a, there's a landfill problem, and, like, I feel that as an artist in embroidery, if I can help to not, I don't know, it won't be solved overnight, but try to ease the problem, then what who can stop me really because it's like someone's got to do it and if that this if this is a way that I can do it and help to ease the problem and then get other people on board to it's not about oh we've got to become plastic free we've got to because it's it's a big big massive thing and I don't want to make out that like oh I'm the most greenest person on the planet I think it's doing your little bit and if everybody can do their little bit then that's what's going to make the bigger difference. You could be the greenest person on earth and like do everything by the book. But if not everyone's doing it, then it's not going to make any difference at all, if that makes sense. So yeah, collaboration. That's, that's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. It's all about it's collaborations. Be- and I do really believe showing up and, and I love the way that you're looking at it like that. See, that's why I love having these conversations because yeah, if one person is doing it awesome, full mm-hmm. on, 100% and nobody else is doing it, how far are we going to really get? Yeah, and so yeah, that's what I love yeah. about podcasting and, and showing up because I might only touch 50 people in a post, let's say, that really actually stop and read something I'm saying. But I don't know how that post, unless they re- respond to me through a DM or something, I don't know how that resp- re- that post is going to affect them. Oh, and, yeah. and when I started getting feedback, having consistency and showing up, you know, and being a part of a community and just sharing my intention of wanting to help people on Instagram, when people started messaging me, that, you know, something I said resonated with them and I'm, you know, they're not to the point now where they want to share their story to help other people, but they are starting to think about it more because they've heard me talk about some scary things and they realize it's not, it's not the end of the world. And 
And so the other day I had a really young, beautiful, she's probably in her mid twenties. And she reached out and said she'd stumbled upon me and Matt Burke's conversation uh, somehow. Right, cool. And I, I, she said, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your converse. I listened to your podcast with him and then his podcast with you. And then I've since been listening to your podcast on my runs, like some of your back episodes. And it just, I just thank you for showing up. And I was like, is this real life? Like that this adorable little Irish girl is going on her jogs and she's listening to the Bliss Broker podcast. Like, but uh, the reason why I bring that up today is because like you were saying, consistency and showing up, that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for me to show, if I wasn't showing up every day. And so uh, the message I want to say to people listening is just show up, do your best. Don't try to be perfect. Perfect is um, a figment of our imaginations. And, you know, if you just show up and you'll find that, baby steps. Every single time you make a move towards, you know, practicing your going online live or, or doing a video or even posting a photo of yourself, that's hard for a lot of people to do too. It does get easier over time, just like anything that you practice. Practice makes it feel so much easier. And I remember the first time I went live. Um, well, for example, I'll give you an example. The first time I recorded a podcast, it was December of 2017. And it was like a, it was like episode zero And I was, I recorded it and I hadn't gone live with it yet. So I was just sitting in my little kitchen. I had a shot of whiskey and I was sitting there. My, before I even hit record on anchor, my heart started beating really fast. My palms got sweaty. And I'm like, this is bizarre because nobody's listening to me. I haven't published anything. And and when I do hit the record button, it's just going to be me talking into the phone. I don't necessarily have to upload it, but it was just the whole that buildup of the first time that I'm going to say anything that I have the intention of sharing with the world, it was so scary. And so now fast forward to 2020, it's like I could do it no problem. And and I'm sure you could say the same to people that are listening, mm-hmm. regardless of what they're trying to share, whatever their special, their area of expertise is or their passion. Practice makes perfect, right? Yeah, I, I, I feel that with anything like this, like you it's a bit of an uncertain situation when you think, oh, yeah, I'm good. I've got this idea and I think it's going to go well. But when it comes to it, there will be blips and things that won't go to plan. So it, I think it does put, what's the word? Puts, puts a bit of, yeah, uncertainty at the back of your mind. And then it's like, I don't want to do it. And then you've got that sort of fear. But once you've done it the first time and then you go and do it the second time, it becomes comfortable. I suppose it's making the uncomfortable comfortable. And then, yeah, you just kind of, it becomes a routine, a habit. And once it becomes a habit, then, yeah, I think that's what my arts become because I just feel like it's become that much of a habit. I've done it day in, day. If I If that was taken away, that's a part of me that's been taken away. So, yeah, that's how I see yeah, my Repetition. Whole thing. I mean, <laughs> I just listened, I posted it on my Insta stories. I don't know if you're familiar with Jesse Itzler. Are you familiar with him? No, I'm not too sure. No. Um, he has a whole branding around, uh, it's called BYLR, which is build your life resume. And he helps people come into their own. He's very hilarious. Back in the day, he was, he's probably in his fifties, I would say. And back in the day, he was a hip hop artist and Mm -hmm. he's just this goofy looking, adorable white dude with curly hair. And his wife is the girl that invented Spank. Okay. With Spanx, and she's adorable mm. too. I can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but they're if if you want entertainment from two very knowledgeable 
and um, influential people and inspirational people follow them on Instagram because they're just, they're <laughs> so wise. But he posted a video this morning about how we talk to ourselves and how it's mm. so powerful that people think it's hokey and people think it's just a thing and it doesn't really work. And, but it does work how we communicate with ourselves and you saying, okay, Amy, today you're going to get on and do a video about X, Y, and Z and you're going to be fabulous. That's what, yeah. As opposed to saying, oh my God, okay, I'm not in the mood today. I didn't sleep really good last night. I, I, but I got to go on and do this video. I know I'm going to suck. I mean, I don't think people understand that. And you would probably attest to this too, that it is so important how we communicate with ourselves and what we say mm -hmm. to ourselves and how that shows up in our life every day. Would you not agree? Yeah, I think um, if you've got that sort of um, negativity in your mind already that you're going, if, going to fail, that you've, you've set yourself up then to fail. So then that's all you'll be able to think about. So if you try to approach things um, in a way that, oh, it might not be great, but it can still try and let's see what comes out of it. That's a bit more positive. And then like I said, the more that you do a certain thing, the more you'll get better at it. And yeah, practice makes it perfect. And that is completely true. <laughs> that's what It I is. I mean, I, that's the one thing I wanted to stress to everybody listening. The accountability is huge. However you can find accountability in your life, I would recommend it, whether that's through a circle of friends or I recommend finding a group online because some of the people that I'm closest to right now, Amy, are people that I've never met in person that I have intention of connecting with in, in some way in the future. Um, yeah, but they're yeah. people who are so supportive of me and you know, they're more supportive. I think there's this like mis un this uh, unwritten rule that our family and people we've known forever are supposed to be so supportive and they're supposed to like everything we do and share everything we do with the world. And a lot of times they don't understand what it is that we're doing. And so just because it's not something they're invested in or interested in, they don't share what we're doing. And, mm -hmm. and at first that can be like a hit to our egos, but it, it taught me a lesson, like not everybody, because they're associated with me in some way by blood or otherwise has to support what I'm doing. So that's when I sought out help from the outside world, like the Tea with Stee accountability group and my accountability groups on Voxer. And it's just been life-changing to be able to connect with people that don't look at me like I have three heads when I'm talking about my IGTVs or I'm talking about inspiring people or why I podcast or any of this stuff I do online. With you, I could have a conversation with you, Amy, and say, oh, I got to post this IGTV about running to it so I can inspire somebody. And you'd be like, oh yeah, I totally get it and love it. Everybody else would be like, why do you have to post it? Why can't you just go run? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like it's you, like my family, they're so supportive of what I do and things. But obviously there will be more people out there, unless your parents or your sister or whoever, they are in the same industry as you, won't necessarily resonate as much as people that there are people out there within the industry that are doing the same thing. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. is always going to be that like it's someone can be so supported of you but yeah if they're not in the same industry they might not get it as much whereas someone out in the industry that can help support you and you can speak about it then that's great because it can inspire you to do better and to go further and to develop your business idea even further. It's yeah. thought it's being around people that provoke thought and that can make you yeah. think outside the box when it comes to what you're doing. So that being said, do you have a, with everything that you've got going on, and I know you're probably having to go back to work like a lot of people are, do you have a daily ritual that you 
do that is some form of self-care that helps you show up for yourself every day? Um, well, what I try to do, um, I do this thing called well, journaling. I got to the habit of doing like a journal thing just so I can kind of say, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And rather than like creating a list of to-dos every single day, you're just focusing on those main things that you need to do. So it gets you into the habit of just concentrating on what is important. So that it's called bullet journaling. Um, if you look, go and look into it, my friend um, did a workshop about it. So I'm proper trying to get into it. And it's just a good way of, like, I, yeah, I used to have so many to-do lists, but you can make a to-do list every day. And you, the, the things that you probably fear are doing or needing to do will somehow like never get done. Whereas this it is, it's focusing on the most important thing. So yeah, I think that's something that kind of gets me out of there. And then I can say, yeah, this is what I need to do today in order to uh, develop further on with all the stuff that I want to. Because if you leave the things that you don't want to out, then you're probably not even going to be able to further yourself. So <laughs> I know we do have a tendency to make these long lists of things and then the oh, things that we, we know we need to get done, but we don't, we're, like you said, fearful of doing, we just don't put on the list. <laughs> mm, yeah. And then it's like, then you're making it worse for yourself. So yeah, you may as well just do the things that you don't really want to do first. And the more you do that, then you just, I don't know, getting your fears out the way. Oh, I love <laughs> that. And there's a, actually the, the group that I'm in, it's accountability group. I talk about it every episode. Somehow they come up, but they're in my life every day. We're called the sacred seven. There's seven mm-hmm. girls and we are all over the world and we check in with each other every day via Voxer. And yeah. it's just a walkie talkie app. I love it so much. And one of the girls, we were talking about having things to do and fear and all those things. And she wrote onto the group, well, did you die or did you get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things like no I guess I didn't die and I didn't get pregnant so you're okay <laughs> um, but it, I love that spreading that message of fear because fear is such a real pain in the ass fear it's a people, oh yeah uh, how did so did you have any fears associated with getting on and starting a loo um yeah I think for me like <laughs> Because when I was at school, I absolutely hated maths and things like that. So the fear for me was the idea of having to cope with maths and figures and things. And I'm thinking, oh, like I can see how my work can progress into this business. But what I'm fearful of is having to deal with that. But I'm thinking I need to just put myself into it. Like I know it's a situation that I've never been in, but it's like just jump in, jump in the deep end. And I suppose hopefully it should get easier once I've figured out. Like you're not going to know everything like all of a sudden. But yeah, just get into it and just if it works, it works. And yeah, you just got to keep pushing. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Did you end up doing good in math? No, I, I just really it was just what it was. I think it was the way that I was um, taught it. Um, it just for me I'm a more visual learner so with maths how I don't know you can't you can only be so visual with that and when people are um, telling you to read from a textbook and you do this and you do that doesn't work for me I'm a more practical person I like to be hands-on and doing things which is why I think I succeeded more in my arts and things like that so yeah maths isn't a great thing but like the basics all I need to know I know. 
so I'm thinking, oh, none of this algebra stuff that can put to the side. So I'm not, yeah, it's like, oh, I, 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 I cannot do math. I can't. The only thing I love, I had to, I didn't graduate. I dropped out of high school when I was, you know, in sophomore year. I just mm -hmm. couldn't stand being in high school, the political things surrounding it and the popular kids. And I just wasn't into oh, it. And I moved yeah. a lot when I was little. So I never made, I had my core group of friends, but I never made a connection with high school. Mm -hmm. So I dropped out, immediately freaked out, went and got my GED, which is the equivalent. It's an equivalency degree diploma here in America and went to college for a little bit at 17. Didn't really know who I was or what I was trying to do. So I gave up and started bartending. That's what I did most of my life. And it wasn't until recently I graduated from college in 2015. Um, and in order to be able to transfer, which I intend to do, so I'm back in school now, but in order to be able to transfer at that time to a state university without having to apply, I had to have a math class. So I found, uh -oh. a I know, I was like, shit, I thought I got out without having to get a math class. So I went to a local university here and I took math and a couple other courses and it was terrible. I mean, not only because it was a basic, they called it quantitative math, because it was a basic math course. I was in there with people who just graduated high school. They were all coming into class stoned or hungover and God bless oh, no. them. I was, I was sitting in the back of the classroom, you know, and at this time it was like 2016. So I was already in my forties to think, yeah, I was 41. And I'm looking around like, how in the hell did I get here? The teacher was a student teacher too to boot and he was really great. And I passed, I passed That's great. class, <laughs> but the, I'm with you. Like I didn't understand what I, what I got it some of the basics, but the only thing I loved, loved, loved was the Fibonacci sequence. But do you that, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I honestly, my maths lessons must have just been a whole blank because I don't know. It's just so, since being young, when I was really, really young, there was always that initial thing that, yeah, do you know when you just don't, it's just something Does that it click? you just don't click, no. And then people would be like, why doesn't it click and it's like because it doesn't like what might what you might be amazing at I aren't and that is just the way it's gonna be well, that's so. the two things I wanted to bring up with you that I love that's very important to share with everybody is one the reason why I love the Fibonacci sequence and when we get off of here if you get a second google Fibonacci Mm -hmm. And you will immediately know why I love it because I'm a tactile learner too. I need to be hands-on yeah, and yeah. Fibonacci is very visual. The Fibonacci sequence is found in the, the, the crest of a wave. It's found in the spiral of a flower as it's blooming. It's very, oh, it's very beautiful. And it's, it's the Fibonacci sequence is found in, in all living things on the earth. And so of course, with it being so beautiful and the textbook images were beautiful. And so of course I did my final project in school on the Fibonacci, Fibonacci sequence because I could bring it I could make it more tactile you know but yeah. the, the reason why I brought the Fibonacci sequence up with you is because it is so visual it is it is found in art um, it's something that you can incorporate into your embroidery and I think you'll find it fascinating but the other thing I wanted to bring up is that you didn't let that get you down a lot of people would struggle with something like that and say oh I'm just stupid or what's the point or they would start feeling bad about themselves they would start feeling shameful and how what do you think it is do you think it's something that's just in you that made you just have that awareness like I'm just not good at math I'm uh, it's not my thing it's all good who cares what do you think is different between somebody like you who takes that information in and just kind of lets it go over her head and with somebody else who might just like take that to heart and, and keep it as a hindrance to moving forward. I think it's because uh, uh, by when I was at 
school I was always focused on that art aspect and I knew that there was something there that I really wanted to push and I could do something with it so that was always at the back of my mind so I was thinking well I mustn't be that rubbish to know something about that to the, it, it's just not clicking with me with the maths thing it's like well yeah maybe this is the thing that I am good at and the massing I won't be do you know what I mean you've got to have that balance you'll be good at something but not so good at something else and that's basically how I've kind of grown up to and that's what I've thought about um, oh that's, that's awesome the way I see it. so you yeah. must have had really good supportive family when it came to supporting yeah. what you were good at yeah because they were like just keep getting it's like now and some days you know when you have like your good and bad days and you're thinking this art thing isn't really working and it's like this it's not going just how I want like to others they might think Amy fine but like you know, some days you're just like oh I just can't be doing with it right now or this isn't going how I want I should just like get rid of it all and they're like Amy just bear with it I'll be fine and they're just like just carry on because it'll be a waste if like all this time you've been like studying and then you just basically it goes down the drain so oh that's another really good piece of advice the shit the the shit is gonna you're gonna have days when it's no you're not producing anything and you're just not feeling in flow and you're gonna want to chuck it all and say forget it what what's the purpose you'll start questioning everything but the reality is we'll we'll get over it we'll move past it and we'll show up again the way that we're meant to that's another message i want to share with people listening and there is a whole ebb and flow to feeling inspired and creative yeah we don't well I, well I, I find with that um it's just yeah like even if people don't want like do you know if you're doing videos or podcasts sometimes you'll be like I really can't bother today but then you've got an idea as to what you would have uh, wanted to speak about and then it's like well I may as well do it and just see where it goes and then sometimes that could be one of your best videos or <laughs> one of your best podcasts or one of your do you know what I mean and it's like actually maybe I should have more of these days because you yeah because you're not focusing on that main thing you were going to think about and it leads on to other things instead that's just the way it goes sometimes oh I love how did you get so damn smart how old are you if you don't mind me asking I'm 28 nearly 29 (laughs) how did you you're just so wise beyond if you knew and you could get a snapshot of who I was at 28 and 29 you'd be like okay all right she's partying a little bit too much but I mean I always had a sense of I of like I've always had a sense of autonomy I've always kind of understood the world around me but I never I'm just so fascinated by people who are so much younger than me that just have it. They seem to have it. They're on the right track. I know that they don't fully have it together because they're evolving. <laughs> That's the thing. But you don't always have it. Like it might look it. Like you think, yeah, that person knows exactly where they're going. But then it's like, I don't. Or well, they probably don't. I, I don't. But you just got to, I don't know. It's like, I suppose it's what how people see it. Like um, there's some people that say, oh, Amy, you're really confident and you know what you're on about. And I'm like, well, it's not that I, I know exactly what I'm on about. I just kind of show up again. And just talk about what I genuinely feel, it being authentic to me and what I feel that's important. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I can still put it out there just because I think something. I've got an opinion. It do, Obviously, it doesn't have to be fact because what I try not to do is like say, oh, yeah, yeah this statistic I'm trying to get my words out like about numbers figures all that sort of stuff I think it's then it can become a bit sort of um yeah you kind of making people 
um, think about it too much. Whereas yeah. if you say, I've got an opinion on this, this is what I think, but other people might think that, or do you know what I mean? Because, well, yeah. Well, there's a pot, for, there's a lid for every pot, right? So mm-hmm. the, the theme that I've been picking up in the world around me now is just be yourself. Just go out into the world, be yourself, share your message with your own little unique beauty and your personality and all the things about you, and it'll be like a moth to a flame. People that are of like, like, like-minded and support your cause and your ideas are going to flock to Amy. They're going to say, oh, who's this awesome girl that's doing all the embroidery and all the things? And your people will find you, but there's such an initial fear around just putting our unique selves out there because we have this like innate feeling that we're going to be judged nobody's going to like us like I don't think that ever goes away in people no no but no I think you do always have at the back of the mind oh in that there might be some people that think oh she's posting again or whatever about so well I'm thinking well if that's the case you don't need to be following why I do I'm only doing it because I know there are people out there I have a certain following that appreciate what I do so this is for them it's not for everybody and it'll never be for everybody you have your audience I suppose yeah I love that I love that you're dropping all the knowledge with me today Amy I'm very I hope, I hope, I hope it's coming across to everybody it is we'll just, coming we'll, across we'll <laughs> I lo- no I do I really love it that's why I was inspired to ask you on because I just felt like you have such a great message to share with people about fighting past your imposter syndrome if there is any fighting through your fears to just show up as is share your message come from your heart brand as Stephen says and for you people listening, you don't if you don't know Stephen. I will make sure to put all this stuff in the show notes. Stephen's a big part of our lives every day. He is so cool. Yeah. Um, and location doesn't matter. It doesn't. You don't have to be in the same city as somebody to find your people. I would say ninety five percent of the people that support me are all over the world, and most of them in the UK because I'm trying to build an invisible bridge so that I can start getting paid to travel over there because I love it so much. I do. I just love being over there. I was lucky, lucky to be able to get three weeks in over there right before the coronavirus hit. Oh, that was lucky. <laughs> we land, We got over there like the middle of February and we're all over London and I went up to Scotland and all the things. It was awesome. And the, we landed back here the end of the first week of, I think it was like the 7th of March. So we landed on a Friday morning at like one in the morning. And that following day, they started taking people's temperatures. That, so when I, when so I said, isn't that so close? Cause it would have wrecked our whole, I mean, we were in all the music, me and my mom, we were in all the museums, all the trains, all the things, and it would have wrecked our entire vacation. So I'm so, so grateful that we got to experience, you know, we love it over there. We've been over there a couple times together and we're going to be coming over there again as soon as we can. Um, but I love building that bridge to people and communicating with people. Your group of people that can be so supportive and so empowering to you do not have to be in your zip code, which is, no. I don't know, with your postal code. I don't know what you guys would call it over there. They don't yeah, have to be in your community. They don't have to be in your community. They don't have to be in your, you know, specific personal vicinity, physical vicinity. They can be anywhere. Yeah. And that's a good thing because technology is like, like I, I was thinking like with the, all the coronavirus and things, like if without technology, imagine that if you were ha- like years and years back when there was literally nobody had mobile phones, how would people cope? Like mentally, that would be absolutely horrific. I definitely think that people would be isolated. They wouldn't be sending letters, would they? Like that would take even longer. Yeah, like the... Technology is amazing for circumstances like this, I think. Whereas, like, people 
saying that, oh, I hate technology. Yeah, when it goes bad, it goes bad. But when there's things like this uh, that are about right now, it's really important for people to stay connected. Well, people see, uh, me and Matt were talking about it when we were chatting on the podcast, and people see what they want to see from things. There's there's a good and a bad yeah. side to everything. And oh, yeah. Me, I've created social media in a way that it works for me. That I, I don't allow n- nasty things in my my feed. So the yeah. things that are showing up in my feed are inspirational things, beautiful things, puppies, you know, things like that, um, that make me better. They're not things that, you know, a handful of years ago, I would be scrolling when I was in a really good place in my life. And I'd be scrolling through, like, basically looking at people's lives that had a life that I thought I wanted. And I would end up depressed after an hour laying in my bed, scrolling through people's Instagram profiles. I, I, yeah, I think that that is true, actually, because that the amount of people that say, I want to be a pop star, I want to be famous, I want all the things that, to be honest, no, you need to find your passion, what you're good at, and then they are extras that could come to you, it might not, but the passion and um, the focus that uh, and the things that you enjoy bring you way more happiness than all the money and fame and everything in the world because I I think that the amount of like celebrities and things that like have done some obviously some really horrible things like committed suicide and I I don't want to put a downer on things but all those things like you like they obviously aren't happy and they will have had all the money in the world would have had all the exposure out there that anybody could ever dream of but if it's not going to make them happy the only way to make make yourself happy is to yeah follow something that you're really interested in and yeah if those things follow they follow if not then you should be grateful for your health and all the other things. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, gratitude. They're the things that, and yeah, they're the things that are most important, really. And you have to teach it. I mean, it's really something that I feel like I've had gratitude my whole life, but I didn't realize yeah. how powerful it was until the last probably year. Because part of my accountability group, it, for a time, it was a paid accountability group, mm-hmm. and you signed up for it, and we paid a hundred plus dollars a month to be able to check in every day. And the girl who created the group gave us prompts and think like guidelines. And so every day for three months, we, we still do it now, but we don't have to pay anymore. She's since moved along the girl who created our accountability group. And we had done it for so long, checked in with each other every day that we didn't not want to not do it. So essentially gratitude was one of the things that she made us check in with in the morning. So we had to check in before nine o'clock, leave a one or two minute voice note about our gratitude, our intentions for the day, And then three action items, one associated with our brain, one associated with our business, and one associated with our body. And Mm -hmm. it is, again, neuroplasticity, creating a habit after months of checking in with these beautiful human beings every day, stating my gratitude. You know, after a while, like anything, my gratitude, gratitude had to evolve. It couldn't just be every single day. Oh, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful. You start having to get creative because, you know. You want to check it. So it makes you look at gratitude on more of a micro level and say, okay, I'm grateful for when I went running today, it sprinkled a little bit when I got really hot and it just, it was like, you know, whoever's in control of the universe was cooling me down a little bit. What a gift. Like once I started giving, checking in with gratitude like that, I was like, who am I? Who am I turning into? But I'm telling you, it works. Like the more you can put gratitude as an awareness, the more everything else will kind of it won't, it won't not matter. It's just, it flows off your back a little easier. 
Yeah, it's like the aligning with everything that's around you. If yeah. you like, like what you were saying, like um, scrolling through Facebook posts, like if you're in a bad place and you're scrolling through all the bad negative things, then everything that you align with outside of that is going to be negative too. If you focus on a positive, then connect with positive people, connect with positive things around you, then positive things will align with you. Yeah. alignment too that's another word mm. are you into synchronicity and what they call the woo are you into that stuff um i've seen twice today 11 11 so yeah so good hey. <laughs> oh that just yeah, gave yeah, me yeah. chills that gave me chills. i love that because i'm 11 11 is one that i see often even just mm -hmm. now when i was looking at the clock to just check in and see where we were recording time it said 57 57 and i'm like okay it's just those little <laughs> things where um Thank you. <laughs> I love so I'm that's why I, I'm so passionate about interviewing people because I don't feel like there's accidents. I feel like there's there, there's a meant to be a conversation between you and I, and somebody will listen and say, I need to know who Amy Davis is. I'm gonna go check out Alu, which tell everybody what Alu stands for. I just found out in your posts. Yeah, so um yeah, my my name um Amy Louise. So yeah, it's just a shortened version. For, for some people, I, I was thinking today, actually, maybe that's something I should put out there because not a lot of people will be like, what is this all about? It made me laugh because when I first came, well, I didn't come up with it as such. My friend um, who does who, like who does my, my graphics and things like that for different things like the um, logos and things, he says, uh, oh, yeah, I've come up with this. What do you think? And I looked at it, and the first thing I said, I was like, are you sure that doesn't sound like a toilet product? And I always have to tell people <laughs> that. And, and he's like, no, no, it doesn't. And all this, and I'm like, are you sure? And then, but as time's gone on, I'm like, actually, it does click. But I really like that, just to tell people that story about the I love that. <laughs> maybe there could be, uh, maybe there could be a line of products uh, for toilets down the line. So I don't know, maybe. You should Google Alu <laughs> toilet products and see what comes up. <laughs> Honestly, when I first when I first started seeing it come up, I thought, what a beautiful name! I thought I just I was intrigued by it. I think, and it, mm -hmm. I think it had something to do with, you know, how I would see Alu and I would start I would want to watch you more. So maybe yeah. don't tell anybody unless they ask. They can just think it's <laughs> this mystical name Alu, and it's so fitting with your you have this like light airy fairy like just you have this great energy about you do you know I've, I've been called that before as well like it um what, what was I called what was I called not a fairy it was more about yeah. like something from Lord of the Rings I don't know I can't remember exactly yeah you looked like something from Lord of the Rings I'm like thanks because obviously my hair's really long and I was like do I get, is that a compliment? Or, it is a compliment. Yeah, that, would be, <laughs> that would be a great Halloween costume. You could be, you could be an English Tinkerbell. There you go. And you can yeah. create and embroider your own costume for Halloween as a form of advertising a loo and then being something fun for Halloween. There you go. Maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on and I know it's later in the night for you guys over there. Well, you're five hours ahead. So what is it? Nine o'clock? Uh, yeah, six minutes past nine. I've got it, but to be honest, it's that's not too bad. <laughs> oh, good. good. Are you a night owl too? Most artistic uh, people are. I wake like I'll go to bed and then 
sometimes wake up around three and then that's another thing as well it's like when you wake up at three what does that mean and then you start questioning like what does it mean when you're waking up at certain times and all that so yeah well I wanted to because you were talking about doing your journaling do you know about the book the artist way and the concept the artist way about doing morning pages look into that I think that that's something that you enjoy a lot because you're an artist and it's it's a very beautiful way to look at journaling, and um, I'll I'll send you this stuff on Instagram because yeah. I just feel like it's something that it was turned on to me a long time ago, and a lot of the girls in my accountability group and people I've met throughout my life love the the artist way, and people do yeah. workshops around the world where they can or they're taught how to do incorporate art and journaling, and it's just a really I feel like it would resonate with you because you're an artist. Um, so with everything you've got going on, why don't you tell people like what's coming up for Amy and what's coming up for Alu and all of those exciting things? Wow. Um, at the moment, I'm doing my blogs and things like that um, just to keep people updated with like, If they don't know about it, they can follow us on like um, there's YouTube pages. Um, I've got my own uh, like the Facebook page that you know about. So that's at uh, Alu Artist, um, just like my Instagram um but yeah it's quite exciting because I'm feeling now um before I was looking for opportunities now opportunities are coming to me so I've been like being interviewed by other people doing more podcasts and yeah just um I'm hoping maybe more um you know like the mending clubs and things like that and yeah just gotta see just I love it and there's a girl on a there's a podcasting collaboration group on Facebook. If you're interested, I will send you an invite. And I put up a post the other day to find guests and about 80 people responded to me. Mm. So I'm weeding through those people right now. But one of the people that I saw post this, it's a very interactive group of people that are finding, they want to find guests for their podcast. And they also want to be guests and Mm -hmm. um, share whatever their special areas of expertise are in the world. But there was a woman that just posted today that has an embroidery podcast that was looking for somebody to be on. So I will get back on there and find her and share that information with you. I'll just make a little note right now while I'm at it. Um, so I will put all of the different ways people can connect with you on the show notes. Your episode okay. will come out when people are hearing this. It'll be a couple weeks from now. And I am excited to share your story with people. And just it's fascinating to get to know somebody that is doing something our universe considers outside of the box, which is you know, it's becoming more mainstream now, the whole idea of sustainability and repurposing mm. clothing and that one of a kind fashion sense coupled with being environmentally friendly. I just think it's so, so awesome. And I just appreciate you more than anything, taking the time to come on and talk to me about it. Yeah, but it's nice that other people like such as yourself are having us on. So yeah, thanks for the like whole opportunity because obviously without people like you and yeah, others out there that like people won't find out about the work. So yeah, thanks for having us on. You're welcome. So guys, that's it with Amy today. I will make sure to leave everything in the show notes so that you can go find her. I've written all of her things down here. So you can go and support what she's doing. And then with Revive in London, she's got, she had that piece on there that sold. Are you going to be working with them again? I, I that would be amazing if it like could do something like that and maybe in the future or whatever. But I suppose, I, I, I suppose, yeah, we've just got to 
see what happens. It's one of them, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. I love, I know that you're going to go far. I just feel it in my bones. I mean, cause you've got the passion, you've got the drive, you've got the consistency, you show up all the time. So thank you again, you guys. I want to just remind you, go do something good for yourself. More importantly, go do something good for somebody else. And until next episode, we'll talk later. Bye.